go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stop with your wheezing laughter. Big recording. Your wheezing laughter over middle Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to Stalemates, mm. the podcast about a thing that week. A thing every week. It's a theme time kind of podcast, uh, an arbitrary theme time, and this week's theme is time. It's only time. It's about time. Time is on my side. That's enough time. <laughs> right, um, I'm John Patrick Higgins, and this is my college. Joseph Noaz. I do have a middle name, but I care not to divulge of this conjecture. I think you're wise enough to. I don't know you well enough. Um, I know it, but I can't pronounce it. Hmm. That's both rewarding and slightly racist. How is that racist? Because it's a funny foreign sounding surname. It's something like Jaguar. I'm just very close. I'm, I'm playing the race card absolutely. Really, really quickly. Gratuitously. Yeah. Massively straight in there. Okay, I'll hold it back. I'll Ahead re- of everything else. I'm retrieving the race card. There'll be time for that later, John. I've marked your race card. <laughs> um, right, so we'll be talking about time this week in a fairly arbitrary way because I haven't done any research. And neither have I. Brilliant! Um, but what I'm also going to do this week. Uh, because of a class act all the fucking way here. <laughs> something a little bit special. And something a little bit different. Um, I'm going to read a poem, which is sort of about time and sort of isn't anything to do with time. <laughs> but I, I just picked up a book when I came in the room. Um, it's by Louis McNeese. Naturally. Um, and it's just called, quite simply, Middle Age. <laughs> Middle Age. I'm not going to do the accent because that would be sort of racist. So I'll just do it in my own voice. Your warm brown tones will suffice. It is brown. They are brown. It's like it's Marmite voice. You might like it. You might not. Middle Age by Louis McNeese. I would say also he's written one called The Lugubrious Salubrious Seaside on the opposite side of the page, which I wouldn't be able to get away we with. We were incandescent. If John and I Fucking had dared pen that. The critical evisceration. Ugh. Over the page, you have no... The beginning of a comic delirious drama he's written. It's just fucking reams. It is reams. <laughs> that's too long. I'm not going to read that one because that's far don't, too don't, long. Don't. And it's not about time or we couldn't yeah. even bend it out of shape to be yeah. brevity. Bre- bre- brevity is, is a temporal virtue. It's, I find. it's the soul of wit, as I once said well, to a woman with two PhDs in drama who didn't get the reference. Fucking people. So, quite simply, Louis McNeese's Middle Age. Where did I put my spectacles, my dear? Where did I leave that pretty photo? Where? Where have I put myself now, middle age, has smoothed my epidermis with veneer? I am a paltry thing, a great success, impervious to joy and love and rage. I cater to the public's common sense. I pander tastelessly the public taste and live a perfect life in the perfect tense. And quite poetic, too, my echo rolls from anybody to another body. I walk the parade of earth with confidence, and search in heaven's Woolworths for a soul. Makes you think, doesn't it? Heaven's Woolworths for a soul. Makes me think I'm glad it's over. Well, Woolworths. And Louis well, Nice, both of them, no longer about you know the poem itself. But that, that well, that's time in itself because no, most of those things are temporal; they're both gone. But isn't that funny how that poem was only in but a few lines, but seemed to go on forever? That's just the way I read it. Yeah, I can make anything last for so a really long time. If I if I a bag of souls at, 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 at Woolworths, 
He's trying to relate to the common it's man. Like a, yeah, it's like pick feeling, a He's feeling spectacularly. Woolworths. He's gone down to Bangor. Woolworths is the old, old olden times Tesco for yeah. those of you above the age or under the age of thirty. That's true. There's of which there are none of you. A lot of people won't know what that is. Or, or a Vizzy. They won't know what that is. What's a Vizzy? Is that like half a goth? I think I might have got that wrong, actually. Is it, was it called a Vizzy? It was like something that came between like Tower Records and something else. I think it's the first two syllables. I should have, I should have just said our price. And Visigoth, they were all in Spain in Roman times, you know. A Vizzy? Was that it? Visigoth, yeah. There was Goths and there was Visigoths. There's Ostrogoths. Visigoths are easier to see. I suppose they're spot. They came from the East. Ostrogoths. Well... The sum is the busy guts. The, 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 the sum is at their backs. Very much, much easier to spot. But yeah. that was a long time ago. We're talking about the here and now, the temporal present, if you will. Yeah. And it's John, and it's Joe, and it's stalemates. And you, you've just been listening to John. I was going to say attempting to recite. You quite successfully recited in a slightly creepy. I, d- I did not stumble, did I? You did not f- falter. You did not fall. I am available for this sort of work. I can recite. Yeah. Weddings, funerals. I just picked that up. I didn't even practice. Yeah. That was straight off the cuff. And children's birthdays. Yeah. Not so many calls on that one. So, today's subject, John, is yep. time. <laughs> and as you can see, we prepared a lot of things about time. Time was a particularly pertinent thing to you recently. You had a birthday, didn't you? Oh, you utter shit. We don't, don't need to go into the number of that birthday, the figure. Let's not go there. Not because there they find out how I'm not a teenager. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> I think you maybe rumbled at some I, point. No, well, <laughs> we're, we're not on YouTube yet. Um, no, I did have a birthday. and uh, But I've reached a sort of point in my life now Joe where a station I, yeah it is a station uh, it's uh, my cross to bear um, that's a Catholic joke there possibly I don't know if people will get that um, it doesn't it doesn't fucking doesn't make any difference to me now it's just one more thing it's just some gifts and a pleasant meal and that's it I don't give a shit it's not, you don't get do you have a sense of time passing with any question or it, no not really it's something that happens to you while you're busy living it I think it's like um, the old adage of a frog being dropped in the cold water and slowly being boiled I think that's generally a metaphor for life certainly my life I mean, I, I'm mean, i totally oblivious to the hot water I'm in right now for example <laughs> you're always in hot water though <laughs> in some and, uh, shape or form often in some sort of hot wool yeah thanks very much you like, uh, you've noticed whatever, I'm referring to the temperature not the style although <laughs> it is it, what is that is it's, that a brocade uh, it's a crimson it's what I call my bloody doily. Yeah, it does look like that. Yeah. Something with the Crimean. Layered, lacy, and a little <laughs> bit racy. <laughs> you know, the underskirts of a, of a Mary Seacole or somebody like yeah. that. You know, But at least she's a campaigning pioneer. I mean, I wouldn't be wearing the kind of underskirts of a, of a shrew, Florence for example. Florence Nightingale didn't, didn't get a nick as dirty, did she? No. Straight at home, in bed, writing pie charts. She invented the pie chart, you know? Did she? Yeah. Who invented the Venn diagram? Sven Venn. Sven Diagram. Can we if, we? if we had a producer, we'd ask the producer to get that information for us. We don't have a producer, clearly. Well, we do, sort of. Yeah. Graham, if you're listening, in loving your work. Here. Yeah, exactly. Lo- loving you madly. Okay, um, so I think it might be time for a song now. I think, well, possibly another poem. I think it might be time for a song now. I think you might be right. <laughs> um, okay, well, we're going to play um, the first of our songs, and it's quite simple. We're going to make it classy. It's a classy show. Um, and here's Mr. Scott Walker with Time Operator. Hi, John and Joe here. We had originally intended to play records on the show, but our legal brief tells us we would go to prison if we did. However, we have set up a stalemate Spotify page for you so you can listen along in real time with the show. 
just as Joe and I are pretending to do. And that was uh, Mr. Scott Walker with Time Operator. Um, lovely song. It's a beautiful song. Um, Scott, even at his most melancholy and his most maudlin, never disappoints, I find. I don't know, he often disappoints. I don't know, Scott, Scott, Scott Walker. He did a Brit Vic advert in the 80s, come on. Mind you, he was trying to finance Clement of Hunter, which nobody bought. I think it was Virgin's lowest ever selling record. Well, hang on, hang on. He, he did the song for... Brit Vic. Did he? Yeah. They had a, like a, a sort of roll call of 1960s like a... pop stars. Brit Vic. No, no, he was just sitting down in a cafe, I think. He, I didn't, think... Ha- he didn't actually do anything apart from read a newspaper. And wear I can see the Brit Vic. No. Are you going to do In the, the orange of... and the lime. Okay. No. Are you going to carry on doing that? I've, I've... Something like him. Where's your vibrato? The lights of ginger. Do you want me to show you how it's done? Because I can do it. It's not a competition, John. It is a competition now. The lights. Go on. <laughs> that's as. That's I'm, not, as I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. What, mm. do you, what do you want me to say? Well, no. But before we get to that, time I, operator. Time appears to let me. That's that same song. So you know, if you're working. Um, what was I going to say about that? Yeah, think about it's, it's got a fantastic line in that where he goes. Uh, He's, he's basically on the phone, he's singing to um, the time operator, the speaking clock, and he's describing himself to her. And this is in the 60s, his 60s pomp. And he goes, you just think of Paul Newman, a man, he looks a lot like me. And he can get is away that with that. Ferry? Well, it's much of a muchness. Um, he can sort of get away with that, because he's sort of... Uh, in the in the same ballpark as Paul Newman. Completely, he's one of the few people who could have sung that with a straight face. Yeah, exactly. And go, that's not hyperbole. It's all the more annoying that he absolutely hated his fame. That's the thing about Scott Walker for me. I, I much as I feel it's I'm obliged to love him now. We all secretly love the Scott Walker of the sixties and early seventies. Yeah, S- secretly. Well, that's the one we prefer. Yeah. So, so some some of the more hardened core, uh, hardened core. My core is hardened. Some of the more ha- hardcore aficionados will insist. I thought they love his recent Uber where he repeatedly insists on punching slabs of gammon. I call that mic'd up gammon. In a lockup, there's there's, a, there's there's an equidistant <laughs> dogs. Um, Scott Walker. There's one in the middle, stranded, if you will, in time. Yeah, betwixt and that is two that points. is that is Clement of Hunter, uh, which is um, where he's duetting with Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean is Mark Knopfler involved. Mark Knopfler's on it. Yeah, he's doing Jumping, Jelly yeah, Roll. Uh, it's got a really eighties production, it, but it's still brilliant and it's still it, it, it's it's great great stuff. I remember him on. I think great, I it's great stuff. It's terrific. <laughs> I remember him on Saturday Superstore. I think I was t- talking to Noel Evans about it and playing the single from what? it. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> what was it? Was the single called again? It was called Track Three. Track Three. Yes. <laughs> Who can forget Track Three? Uh, Number seventy-two with the bullets. I'm not really asked for this anymore. And I cut to the video, and, he, and here's a video. There's Scott in a looked like a, a quarry, yeah, black, in black, and, black white. and white, yeah. And either the car was With abandoned, or it was a very mid-price uh, family salute, right? And he was singing about it. And was Billy Ocean in it, or did I just imagine that? I don't think uh, Billy's on the album. I don't think he's in the video. I, I projected him onto the video, but it's a very, very awkward video, a very awkward song, and a cut back to Noel Edmonds looking completely nonplussed, if not to say a little scared in the studio. Scott Walker staring at his shoes. Nothing else much went I on. I used to really like you in the 60s, but you've yeah. let the kids down. What happened to that lovely singing voice of yours? I'm sorry, that's not what I do anymore. So Clement Hunter was the last album that Scott Walker made, I think, before he, as legend has it, went away and hid somewhere in East End and watched 
people playing darts and pubs. Yeah, ride around on his bike for a while in a, in a yeah. baseball cap, which he still wears. Yeah. Um, Delivering pizza, one would like to think. I didn't think this would be a, a long conversation about Scott Walker, but it has been, and it's informative well, and well, charming. Well, well, for me, Scott has always been, uh, and all rules lately, the boy at some point, Scott, Scott Walker's been something of a cultural yardstick for boy and boy's career, I always find. <laughs> Do you remember that, 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 that was that brilliant... Um, interview with David Bowie about Scott Walker and he's talking about the song The Old Man's Back Again and the bass line no, it might, oh no no, no the, the dragons line. dragons yeah, of disgust the dragons of disgust <laughs> cool we did not trot him out <laughs> ah. David Bowie's ripping you for your lyrics come on left right and fucking centre uh, <laughs> absolutely astonishing the but, dragons of disgust I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so, what's he thinking but at various points of Bowie's career Walker's been a touchstone for him and I don't think it's been reciprocated. I don't think Walker particularly cared what, what Bowie was up to. Although there was a mutual affection. I remember Bowie's 50th birthday. Oh, is it right on cue? The baritone roar of a motorbike goes past. That's uh, the Ghost Rider in the Sky. Sounds a bit like track four from Climate of Hunter. This is how it is. But uh, on Bowie's 50th birthday, he did a big Radio 1 special. And uh, one of the things that Radio 1 had set up for Bowie was a voice recording from Scott Walker. Saying, I'll catch you. This is for David. Reading it off a piece of paper. Yeah. Happy birthday, <laughs> D- David. He said, uh, My birthday's the day after you. I'll catch you on the other side of midnight. And Bowie said, Blimey, I've just seen God passing in the window. He didn't sound like he'd just seen God passing in the window. Hasn't he shared birthday said. with Elvis as well? Uh, Bowie? Yeah. He does indeed, yeah. It's a fortuitous day, that one, isn't it? Yeah. They don't share a death day, do they? No, I don't think so. No, that was Elvis was much later in the. Late, late summer. Well, Elvis died in 1977, so there's no way. Well, he was around after that. Ah, I'm sure but, of it. Yeah, but you're you're confusing months with years. I don't right, mean... that does happen. That's the passing of time, Joe. Indeed. That's where it gets confusing for me, because I am now, as you know, very, very old. Time's fickle, straight, but true, Arrow. Oh, dear. I was also... We, uh, we should have talked about um, Martin Amos' Time's Arrow. I was literally about to say, what about Martin Amos' yeah, Time's Arrow? Because I, I guess it's a book we've both read. It's a book we've both read. It's Amos, what, what I like to say describe as his BT period the BT period being before teeth he had his teeth done he made a million had his teeth done I was actually sucking my teeth even as you said that yeah, it's uncanny the link there's a niche yeah. uh, whenever everyone hears that so he, he has his <laughs> PT period and his BT period his BT period wonderful money times arrow uh, his PT period London fields dead babies of course dead sorry bloody, going, going back to the pre-teeth period um, it's but times arrow extraordinary comic novel Completely. Time, time's Arrow, it's not the most enjoyable read, but it's brief, and it, it, it does raise an interesting question. <laughs> it doesn't take much time. No. Uh. And of course, in, in, in the tale, the protagonist, um, it starts with the protagonist as an old man, and yep. his, his life is played in reverse. But it's not played in reverse, that's how his life is lived. It's kind of like an... Ex- it's ex- the opposite of Benjamin Button. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Benjamin Button not the same, does he not? I'll, I'll level with you it's I've not, not seen Benjamin I've never Button. seen it either but oh, from well, what I understand we're, we're talking out of our hands I've seen the trailer I think that's all you need to do in this right. case it's Brad Pitt a badly uh, made up Brad Pitt mm. uh, regresses to I don't know what happens at the end does he become an embryo and then flit out of existence I think does he not turn does the zygote a, pop and then yeah, he just <laughs> turns into an orgasm <laughs> flies up his daddy's japs eye Turns into a, a Can you sneeze. say that on the radio? I don't think that's not very PC, is it? You can't say that anymore. You can't even say it on a podcast. Well, it's the same thing to me. Uh, I don't know the difference. Pretty sure, Graham. Can, can you bleep that out? Um, 
Just cough over it or something. I don't know. Thanks, Graham. Thanks, Graham. Loving your work. Um, if you indeed you exist, Graham, we have no evidence. Loving of your, your hair. Loving your general style. How was Wales, by the way? I hear there was a comedy symposium in Wales. He had a great time, yeah. Tell great time. Yeah. Time, indeed. Time can be had. He had a good time, Joe. Yeah. A bit like these fellows. It's New Kingdom. Good times, he said embarrassingly. Um, that was Good Times by New Kingdom. Um, who are a band I think made two albums and then uh-huh. just disappeared completely uh, two really good albums the sort of weird I don't even know how you do psychedelic hip hop uh, thing Dr John Tom Waitsy raspy vocal sounds like the worst thing ever well you'd think that and some of it is that was the pitch to Universal Records <laughs> raspy Tom Waitsy the pitch was the worst thing ever the kids are going to love it think of the worst thing ever with a Dr. John Rasp <laughs> Um well it's not the worst thing ever it's brilliant as that tune has just shown you it's, uh, it's, it's yeah, really good it kicks a certain degree of bottom yes indeed ooh my arse is quaking speaking of quaking <laughs> stunned well, absolutely stunned speaking of someone who's, who's sitting next to you um, I'm glad I can't see see the actual physical effects of that you can hear it Joe the mic's not picking it up but you are well I think the mic's picking all of it up John yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay so we're back for basically what's the second half of this fabulous podcast it's I guess, gone really well so far it's, I think it's, it couldn't have gone better yeah it couldn't have gone better if we made an effort I'm being aggressively upbeat about this because I'm tight he's being psychopathically I'm, happy I'm not feeling it yeah um, his right hand's shaking like, uh, but his left hand's still is a that's because it's holding a glass but which one's holding hand. the glass though the, the, the ste- <laughs> steady as a rock red wine all over the carpets Hmm. So, as we usually bring our podcast to the two halves, I think the first half is us easing in gently. Yeah, into the into the driving seat, putting on our seat into the kidneys of the, uh, gently, the scenario. Gently lowering our foot on the accelerator, absolutely, and taking it out of neutral. And now I we're don't rolling. know how to drive, so and that's exactly why this is, is happening. Is that, is that what's <laughs> happening here? I'm just, John, I'm just lying out. back in the passenger passenger seat, feeling Look out for those pensioners, John. Too late. <laughs> Anyway, welcome Mirror to the second. signal manoeuvre. Welcome to the second half of Stillmits. Yeah. And it's all about time. It is about time. And It's About Time was yeah, the know. way that they announced. Do you remember the Doctor Who TV movie starring Paul McGann? <laughs> <laughs> Why, Joe, yeah, I do know. Skillfully. I do remember that. He swerves. Where he did ducks, he come from? And he skillfully segs. He mirrored, he signalled, he manoeuvred. He manoeuvred. I don't know what the Latin for that is, but you did it. And he pulled away, yeah. making sure there was no oncoming traffic. He pulled away. He pulled back. He so, It's back. About Time was indeed the, uh, the, 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 the... Well, that was the tagline. The tagline, I think. That, that's what I was, I was trying to remember what that thing was called. I don't remember that. I was saying, the punchline. That? It's the punchline, though. It it's, came back. it's about time. The TV That's ads the best they could do after 20 years. Or it's about time. He's back and it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> that is at least factually accurate. Indeed. Unlike this podcast, which really isn't so far. <laughs> you, you can Wikipedia every fact that's uttered in this podcast. It's all true. It's, I can verify most of this. And you'll probably find it somewhere on Wikipedia. The rest is hearsay and conjecture. But I, I would point out that Paul McGann, speaking as a long-term Doctor Who fan, and I know, I know you've had occasion to dip into the Who... The Whovian canon now and again yourself. Yeah, I've, I've bothered the canon. You have indeed bothered the canon, but never the ball. Uh, <laughs> I remember great anticipation for, uh, waiting for the Paul McGann Doctor Who movie. And then when it arrived, I was actually literally eating my TV dinner on my lap. Sorry, what year was this, Joe? It was 1996. Right, and how old were you then? I would have been, ooh, 
Approximately. Sweet 21. Let's not get bogged down. Sweet 21. Old enough to know better. Young enough not to care. Yeah, well, young enough to be optimistic. And boy, were you mistreated by those people. Jesus. Suffering, Sokatash. <sighs> I, I, to this, I have, I've never... It's only, it's only a heat product. I haven't watched a game since it came out. And I was mostly alarmed when, the, when they started releasing the, the Doctor Who DVDs again. Uh, episodes of DVD. They, they produced this as canon. This was actually actually official canon. Yeah. Betwixt the final Sylvester McCoy. Survival, I think it was. Ice, Doctor, Professor... And let's have a cup of tea. Let's have a cup, nice cup of tea. Nice cup of tea. And the first, um, that's how you end this the series. Yeah, and the first Christopher Eccleston. So this was this would have to be coming. And yeah, Doctor Who was half human in it. Uh, half human on my mother's side. Eric Roberts played the frigging master. Excuse my French. Well, to be fair, yeah, only in the same way that say you know Anthony Ainley played the master. Sure, he was a vessel. He's a vessel. But why wasn't he a bearded, a Saturnine bearded vessel? He was an ambulance driving vessel. Because people who drive ambulances don't have beards. Fact. That that's actually is fact. You can Wikipedia that. Yeah, look that up. Don't don't look that up. Don't look it up. But he looked nothing like Roger Delgado, which we all, we all kind of expected the master to look like. That was further compounded when it came back again under the uh, giddy auspices of Russell T or Russell V Davis. He came in. Uh, came in as a, a, a grinning child, a grinning Mancunian child who probably listened to the Stone Roses. That was the most upsetting thing of all. What was the fucking record they had in that? It was the Scissor Sisters. Do you remember this? Yes, which one was it again? flying around Earth in the future. The Master's taken over the universe. Yeah. And he's uh, he's put on track three of the Scissor Sisters (laughs) album. The debut album? Yeah. No, not I think the second album. To torment the Doctor. Good effort. Um, And it's, uh, I can't decide whether you should live or die. (laughs) Oh, my God. By the Scissor Sisters. I just had a repressed memory thrown there you back go. into the... That's come up like a, like a dose of sin. The purview of my consciousness. <laughs> Ooh, acid reflux. Oh my God. And that, that was the song that turned the Doctor into like a Time Lord Gollum type creature in that terrible episode. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm just going to get young and fly out of a cage. Oh, was that also where the Deus Ex Machina or Machina? I'm never sure how to pronounce that. Well, I always pronounce it Machina. I say Machina, but then I hear people say Machina. Clever people. Oh, on Radio 4 have said Machina. Are we on Radio 4, Joe? Not yet, Joe. Well, we'll fucking say what we like then. With this kind of gold, <laughs> we're going all the way up to 4. Fool's gold, Joe. Which is what John Sims the Master would be listening he to. He would be listening to yeah. right now. On his, uh, in his dormitory... And that academy in Gallifrey. Oh dear. When he heard the sound of war or some other bullshit plot device. But anyway, the well, the, the the beat of a time lord's heart. Oh, hang on, there's four beats, it's bum 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 bum. I was only doing three. Yeah, Shit. That's like a time lord with a with a pacemaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. Um Yeah, you're right. It would be. That's better. Yeah, that's how you kill Bernard Cribbins. Right there. <laughs> that's true. But but to go come back I'm to the sorry I'm so sorry. But to go back to the end of that episode, the Deus Ex Machina, as we decided to call it, is everyone on the Earth believing in Doctor Who? Mm-hmm. Hi, frigging Meta, can you get? No, because they've got the Archangel Network, so uh, somehow that works. Don't, yeah. don't spit wines sorry. on my carpet. What are you I, doing? I, caught it, I, I caught it in my hand. Look, like, you're wearing red shoes. I caught it in my hand. <laughs> Which you are. That's yes, odd. but I'm not dancing the blues. <clears throat> I, anyway, I caught the X's with my hand. That's a, that's exactly how the Doctor was saved and won the day in that. that, that I like the way that the Master twigs it as well. He goes, "What? <laughs> what? Oh, now I've got. Oh, you've got me out of <laughs> bugger." 
I've got ratings troubles. Oh, <laughs> oh no. As you may have guessed, John and I have been known to listen, listen to and watch and read about Doctor Who. In our I, I tend to watch and listen simultaneously. It's just yeah. something I do. I tend to, to watch, turn it down and try and get the subtitles on for the director's commentary. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, good touch. Oh, that's a nice touch. It depends if it's Graham Harper. He's always good value for oh, me. He's a lovely fellow, isn't he? Splendid fellow. He's still working. He directed recent episodes of Inside Number 9. Yes, he did. Yeah, I was surprised to find out. Uh, but, you know, we're not moving on to that because, of course, we're still talking about Doctor Who. We haven't got over the uh, the, the TV movie, the American TV version. Oh, no! I was As soon as I brought it up, I immediately was trying to find a way to get away from talking from it again. Uh, but 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 I will... We will... Uh, it's, it's probably fair to say that uh, it was the, an ill-conceived idea. I don't think so. I, I You know, unlike yourself, uh-huh. I have watched it quite recently. Yes. In the last year or so. Um... I think it's got some nice touches. Heavens to Betsy. Um, I think the TARDIS looks great. TARDIS looks great. The bits with Sylvester McCoy are actually really nice. They are charming. And it starts the first 10 minutes are gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I think Paul McGann would have made a fabulous Doctor. Ill served by a terrible script. Ill served by a terrible script. True enough. Um, And, you know, they do mess around with canon. This is fabulously interesting stuff, I know. Um, But, yeah, it's got... Yeah. It's got... It's... Quality? It no, does, it's bad, uh, isn't it? It's bad. What it's terrible. About? It's terrible. It's terrible. It's it, it's horrible. It's kind of like it's. it's oh like, uh, no! It's kind of like I'm trying to think of a, of a representative example. It's like whenever the Americans took faulty towers and made their own faulty towers. Yeah, they got rid of the uh, the battle character. <laughs> they totally. Yeah. They, they took. We, we like it apart from this guy. He's just too angry. They failed to understand exactly what faulty towers was about. And then we're surprised yeah. when nobody wanted to see. Hey, it. we've got this time lord. He's like an alien. Yeah, yeah make him human. Yeah. Okay. Could make him at least half human. Yeah. At least half human. Just putting something like it on his mother's side. I like, like sound cutesy, homesy. Yeah, the, I like it. In the same way that they don't like to uh, kind of have gay people or people of ethnicity as heroes in Hollywood, they simply didn't like Gallifreyans. They, they had to tone down his Gallifreyanness and make him more human. Well, you know, I think we'll see a lot more of that in the uh, forthcoming. A bit of politics for you there, Joe. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think we'll see an awful lot of uh, no Gallifreyans uh, material coming out of Hollywood. Uh, I, I, I don't I like the way the so. world's going. I don't I'm like not, the way the world's going. But looking forward in time, if I, if I can uh, take you with me on a on a slight journey into the not too distant future, make it a slight journey. Do you think the next Doctor Who will be female or indeed black? Oh my God, are we doing this? Or indeed disabled? <laughs> <laughs> we have to. I, As you may I, not have no, I don't think he's going to be disabled. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veto that from the off. Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to happen. Some would say having two hearts is a relative disability. I'd say it's a boon. It depends what kind you, of. I've been reading the end of Sapiens. I know you get about halfway through. You know, I yeah. think in the future people will have two hearts. I just got bored when it came to the present day for some reason. I don't, you got bored of agriculture. I'm excited about the future <laughs> and I'm excited about the past, but the current, the present is something that kind of bores me. I don't know. How and can you be bored by this present? The present that's happening now? Because we seem to be marching into a war with Spain. I find it extreme. I think we're, I think we're singeing you, you, someone's you and- beard. You aren't talking about you and I in this podcast. You're talking about the wider world. I think in the wider world. There is no. th- I've got no beef with the Spanish. Although their beef is very good. Oh, lovely beef. I would oh, yeah. well, like some keep, beef with Spanish. They stab it in front of large crowds. They do, but then they cure it. Yeah, and then it, Not ch- the bill, then it chases you down yeah. a, a fucking alleyway and they hit you with tomatoes. So it's fucking it's cured. crazy. <laughs> He's out to get me. He's got a memory. <laughs> beef with the memory. Beef with the memory. That's my worst nightmare. Is it time for another song? Um, oh, probably more. Probably ready. more about Doctor Who. Yeah, okay, I think well, I... let's do something that's a bit futuristic sounding, even though it's from the 70s. Okay. That's a wonderful idea. Do you want to introduce it, Joe? It's well, your how, about, how about something that goes a little bit further back than the 70s? 
and looks a little bit further than the future. Oh, I like it. It's 25 o'clock by the Dukes of Stratosphere. That was 25 o'clock by uh, XTC Alter Ego's Dukes of Stratosphere. But I must admit, it should in fact have been, because I didn't read the list correctly, Beat the Clock by the Futuristic Sparks. I did rather set you up for that, Joe. Yeah. And you betrayed me utterly, as I did. always. Well, it's been written down as Beast the Clocks uh, by, by a band called Sponks. Yeah. That threw me for I have to for, say, my manuscript stars. isn't that clear. That's, no, no. that's not a good font. Penmanship. Mm. Well, it's it's pretty, but it's not clear. But anyway, tw- 25 o'clock is... Uh, my complexion. 25, indeed, 25 o'clock was uh, one of the songs on an album of the same name <laughs> by Andy Partridge and Co. They were trying to... <laughs> Excuse me make a psychedelic garage album as a, as a 60s a genuine 60s rock band and um, release it incognito but everyone found out it was them pretty pretty soon afterwards it sounds like XTC pretending to be a 60s garage band but it's really very good Yeah. and if you didn't know it was them you'd realise Andy Partridge has a wonderful talent for mimicry <laughs> <laughs> some people so, so, so he's a regular people, Mike Yarwood the Mike Yarwood of pop he's only the man Paul McCartney he was, he, he was an impressionist in the past yeah. people you know, he's not now. He's probably dead. Mike Yarwood, or was, as good as Mike Yarwood, was a uh, was was he killed off by Margaret Thatcher? Not literally. Oh, not literally. But I saw one of the saddest things. This is, but this is the march of time. This is yeah. what happens. So it is. It is key to this. I saw the I saddest thing I ever seen. He was well. Howard Wilson and all those men were in power. He was quitting. Harold Wilson, even. What did I say? I thought you said Howard Wilson. I meant Harold. Howard's a great fella. Howard Wilson. Couldn't do enough for you. Yeah. Um, Howard Wilson, eh, towards the end. Sweet. Champion Gentle the Howard Wilson. Terrible chat show host. Oh my God, he had his own chat show, didn't he? He did his own chat show, yeah. Oh, hell, Steve. But, um, but yeah, as soon as Thatcher came in, Mike Yarwood had fucking nothing. Steve Nallon turned up, nailed it. When John Major came in afterwards, after her betrayal, the betrayal, um, there was a TV advert with Mike Yarwood looking significantly older on going... <laughs> Uh, Hi, this is Mike Yarwood, and I'll soon be back in a major way. And it never fucking happened. It's about time. And anyone can do fucking John Major. He's the easiest impression in the world. He lost, he, he lost the momentum. Was Seriously. Good. Thatcher was there for so long, people had forgotten about Yarwood. You have it, you lose it, you yeah. never get it back. Yarwood was only one of the Luckily, many casualties. I've never had it. I've never had it. Only one of the many, many casualties of the Thatcher regime. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the Argentinians, the nurses, the miners, miners. and Mike Yarwood. <laughs> Who will tell his story? If Mike Yarwood is still alive, well, we'll find it afterwards and we'll drop him a line. I'm sure he'd love to hear this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure he will. So many happy memories for Mike. I don't know if Adam can hear the sound of liquid being poured in the glasses there at an even rate. We're, we're actually conducting experiments in the background. You know, yeah. We're multitasking here. I think we are. I'm wearing my white coat. He's wearing his red shoes. We're trying to see how much liquid we can pour into a glass and consume silently whilst talking. Mm. Turns out quite a lot. Seamlessly. <laughs> um, I was really enjoying the speculation about Doctor Who earlier, Joe. If you remember doing that. We were riffing away on it. We were riffing we? away on that. Um, do I think he'll be disabled? No. Do I think he might be a woman? It seems like an elaborate double bluff. I think everything's been set up. Everybody, yeah. They're, they're basically saying it's Olivia Colman's job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. or it's Tilda Swinton's job yeah. this this is going to sound out of step with you know the, the general consensus but it's not that I'm troubled that, that the doctor might be a woman or indeed an ethnic minority but I just think it's being done gratuitously no, as opposed I, I, to 
I, I, I absolutely disagree. I think what it is is the same thing. You know when the, the new companion, yeah. Bill, um, was being trumpeted loudly as a lesbian? This Bill week. a lesbian? Yeah. As if, it's news to me. As if a gay character had never been in Doctor Who before. Cut it, Jack Bloody Harkness. Fucking the hundreds. It's basically got a huge gay agenda. Adric. As, as when it should do. <laughs> Russell T. Davis yeah. basically brought it back with a huge yeah. queer backdrop. I'll tell you what. The Doctor Who fan fiction is written mainly has by gay, gay right wing men who live with their mothers. That's a large contingent of I'm Doctor not, Who. I'm not saying that Russell T. Davis is a right wing man. He's not right wing, but he is gay. Yeah, well, he definitely, and he definitely doesn't live with his mother, so he's one out of three in bud. But there's that Madame Sastra and her maid who are married. Yeah. It's not even the first yeah. lesbian that's been in the yeah. show. But even before that, Captain what's Jack Harkness. Yeah, but what's happened is the media have got hold of this and they've gone, oh, there's a lesbian in the show, that's a story. And the BBC, who are fucking idiots these days, yeah. have just gone, oh, we're getting some press, we're finally getting some press for this, we've got some fun traction. And they're going, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll push this out there. And it's warping the fabric, not of time and space but of the perception of the show and of what they're trying to do. And it seems to me that's the way the world's gone now. You can't have a surprise anymore. Yeah. You can't um, you, you can't basically normalise anything. Everything oh, no, has no, no, to no. have an angle. Everything also There's has to be... nothing wrong with having a gay Why does it foreshadowed. Happen? Exactly, it's uh, nonsense. Even the way they announced the Doctor now, they actually have a programme where they unveil the Doctor, which, which to me is the last nail... In the, in the in the coffin of mystery that you was can Doctor actually Who. see it in increments. Remember they had that that show where they were doing Q and As with like various people who've been in the show. Yeah, and then suddenly halfway through it, Matt Smith turned up and he went, "Hello, oh, hello, <laughs> the new Doctor." And it was just like room just, for a little one. It just flitted in there. Yeah, uh, and it was like, "Oh, that's a genuine surprise. That's interesting." And then the next one, Peter Calvi comes on basically to a, a, a game show. Um, I and, believe and, there was prizes won before. Yeah, he came on with his, and there was his leg uh, shaking in yeah. a suit and going hi. Oh, uh, was it? Know, why is everything so bad now? Did Little Mix have a song on the same show? There, there, there was definitely, there was definitely a variety kind of flavour to it. I, I don't know. And then there was a chat with Peter Capaldi and someone who used to be in Doctor Who. And, um, I was so excited by yeah, there, there was like a curtain and he walked on. Then he had to explain what he was going to do. The whole, the, the mystery. Obviously, Doctor Who's not for us anymore. We're men in our forties. It's not really for us. So it's, it's almost Sorry, have you seen the internet? It's for us. <laughs> but it's I find basically myself, made for us. But I find myself taking a step back. Occasionally it's been known that I am a little self-reflective and laughing at the... <laughs> la- laughing at my Sorry. kind of mothball outrage about this. I was like, why do I care still? Why do we care? Well, because we're invested in it. It's because, it's, it. We're invested in it because it's part of our childhood. And even though our childhoods are long gone, and that Doctor Who is long gone, it's yeah. not the same Doctor Who, we still feel an ownership. Time has passed us by, though, I'm afraid, John. The Doctor is not the same show for the same people, even though it's canonical. And that pleased us for a while. The fact that this is the same Doctor that we watched in the 70s, in theory, that's not enough. Um, no, I, 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 I slightly disagree. Oh, huh? Slightly or completely? No, not completely. I mean, I know what you're saying, and I, I agree that it's, it's not really, it's not meant for us. And it is just a, an endless stomach-churning disappointment every week. Except when it isn't. And there's been Occasionally, maybe, maybe, maybe two or three times when you've just gone, oh, that's a really good idea, and that's really gone well, and it's done brilliantly. Can we both agree, Peter Capaldi is a very, very good Doctor Who. Ill-served. Ill-served. But... Massively ill-served, except on maybe two occasions. Um, you know, but he's always good. 
except when he's playing a guitar on a tank in medieval Essex with a hoodie in in a hoodie (laughs) fucking hell do you remember when he first came out he dressed like you not not anymore no not anymore in his hoodie that was upsetting you know that's why you stopped shaving isn't it Joe you've just given up now it's protest protest Um, and and inability to afford so anyway that's 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 but I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the next Doctor Who. Yeah, but let's not end the Doctor Who thing on a on a down note. Let's well, no, we say... haven't we haven't established whether or not you think the next Doctor Who is going to be a person of colour or a woman. Well, my my personal the choice... only two interesting possibilities my, in the world. My previous fave was Bill Nye. There was remember that Bill Nye was going to do it some no way. Bill Nye's going to yeah, it's too late now. My current favourite, and he isn't he won't be doing it either. Would be Patterson Joseph, who's phenomenal. He's very good. He'd be wonderful as Doctor Who. Um... Yeah, I think so. I, I have always championed uh, Julian Rantut or Rind Tut. Yeah, I think he'd be he's good. almost too cliched. No, but he's sort of the young Nye. You can see it. Yeah, is isn't he? There's a quality of young Nye there. You can do it. But he's he's not even in the running for this, as far as I know. No, no one's mentioned it. I, but Patson Joseph's been in the running for the last four or five goes, hasn't he? He has. I, th- I think his odds have been whittled. Yeah, I think up. there's no chance. Can you whittle up? It's been whittled up. I think, I'm not sure you can whittle up. <laughs> you can if uh, if you put a temporal distortion on things. Ah, I see. Yeah. Sure. Timey wimey. Timey oh. wimey. Timey bloody wimey. Fucking hell. <laughs> God, that pisses me. I can't just add uh, as a postscript. Um, I was very excited when David Tennant was taking over. I loved the look. I loved the fact that he was a Doctor Who fan. This is before he actually became the son-in-law of a previous Doctor Who. I was excited about. <laughs> and married his own daughter. And married his own daughter. Now there's a temporal paradox for you but he was one of the worst doctors I've oh, ever seen I don't know I was very disappointed with him I don't um, know he, John, can't, he can't do his own accent can you do me a favour John can, can you can you do David Tennant being apologetic <laughs> to someone who's about to die um, what do you mean I'm sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> aww that's, 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 that's basically he has two modes it's going aww and I'm sorry I am so sorry. <laughs> Dilly boppers, girls are loud. <laughs> um, I think we've had our fill of who, and I think our, our, think our listeners. So, hang on. Who, who, so, who's your mooted who? Okay. That's what, that's the new game we're playing. Mooted who? Who's Mo- mooted who? Joe, who's who your mooted who? Who on earth is mooted who? Um, uh, who's, who's in the running? Who are so, you want Patterson and Joseph, basically? I love I love Davin, but I don't think he's in the running. Um, I don't think Tilda Swinton will be doing it. And I hope she doesn't either. It's it's again it's too. I quite yeah. like a woman. What's um? Oh God, I can't remember her name now. That's annoying. I'm just I'm just having a look now to see <sighs> who is in the running. That's that's not good. That's not good radio, is it? There, not knowing the name of a person you're trying to remember the name. It's of. terrible research, but we have very limited uh, resources to be fair. Um, is it okay. a different uh, farmer would be good. She'd yeah. be fabulous. Phoebe Waller Bridge, not so good. Olivia Colman's definitely in the running. Yeah. Uh, uh. And that's all the Mur- the Daily Mirror has to tell us. Perhaps the Sun will cast some further. I'm not sure. Is is Olivia Colman? Oh yes. Be up for the, oh up yes. For the actual running. I There's for- a lot of running. She has. I forgot. I forgot about this. Apparently, and I'd forgotten. I'd read this. I think I blanked it out as soon as I read it. Chris Marshall, the uh, longtime star of My Family. <sighs> yeah, I can totally see it. Is one of the favourites. That's the tragedy. I can totally see. Isn't it. That, that is the tragedy. Um, that's that's the wrong who. That's, uh, that, know, that's the right wrong who. That's 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 the Chibnall choice right there. That's who it is. Chibnall's choice. Oh, he's just left Death in Paradise. What a coincidence. Yeah. 
It's no, the youthful James Mason Turner. Yeah. Higgin Higgin Mogabit. He's a bit gangly. Wow, yeah, what's yeah. going on? No, he, he has that kind of idiot savant thing going on. Yeah, and he's utterly, utterly, utterly not Doctor Who, as far as I'm concerned. That cliche has been exhausted. We've realised it doesn't work. I don't think Matt Smith worked particularly well as the Doctor. Again, I like Matt Smith. It's hard to tell. Ill served, I thought. Again, ill served. Absolutely ill served. Yeah, but don't repeat the formula. Chris Chibnall's going to bring another young, slightly bookish kind of individual in to try and keep the youth, the youth vote, <laughs> the youth vote. Hang on, has he got red hair? He's kind of. Strawberry they're blonde, gonna go, is it? They're going to go with him, aren't they? Because he's been looking after red hair for a long time now. Oh, oh I still haven't got red hair. Every time. Ooh, no red hair. Oh, that's that's quite a callback. Right. The chippers, the chippers it's a double been... callback. Yeah. Because they've, they've all done it, I think. The irony... You, the irony you of teeth! Co- Who said, you teeth? That's weird. That's David Tennant. Of course it is. Straight off. The thing is, though, Capaldi had red hair. Where? As a younger man... What happened to that red hair? Well, he went grey. He went plum. the best of his job. Grey then plum rinse, I think you'll find. Well, anyway. Right, let's move it on. Um, let's play a song. What a wonderful idea. Um, do you want to introduce this, Joe? I'd love to. Here's, uh, Get it right this time. Here's the, here's the future, as perceived from the vantage point of the 70s. It's Beat the Clock by Spunks. Sorry, Sparks. Yeah, it does say Sparks. That was squeaky Germanic disco weirdos. Sparks. And their pal, Giorgio Moroder. Along for the ride. I, well, to be fair, to be fair, that's, a, that's you know, that's doing a... Let's th- be that, He's ill-served by that comment. He is ill-served by that If part. we're going to say ill-served a lot. Let's be fair, uh, Giorgio Moroder did the lion's share of the work. <laughs> he, you know, he really pulled his weight on that one. He, he really did. He, he wasn't found wanting. <laughs> his uh, finest work, I might add. I, well, that's because you basically are turning into Alan Partridge now. That's what's happening with you. Pray silence, please. For Giorgio Moroder. <laughs> Although I did hear his Knights in White Satin recently. Really? Has he done that? Is that it's true? It's tremendous, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I must, I'll get, get your copy after the can show. I, can I shock you, Joe? I've not heard that. Well, I'll just, can, I just, really? can, can I shock you and play it for you after the show? Wow, I'm a Cerrone man. Do you, are you aware of his work? Supernature? Supernature. Supernature. It's, uh, I think it's 12... In, uh, 12 inches it's 12 uh, minutes long yeah and that's, as time full... goes that's pretty lengthy for a pop single it really is I mean you're going to be at, at my time of life that's a lengthy sojourn on the dance floor although do you know I will flag if you were my cummerbund will come off if you were sitting here listening to Supernature and all 12 minute glory yeah by, by, by Sir Ohm, and I was flying past at hundreds of miles an hour that record is, is this a science part? This is partly science. Right, okay. This is partly drunken, half-formed science. <laughs> okay. Nature's 12 minutes. I am not going to prop you up at all on this. Supernature by Sir Owen, which lasts 12 minutes in your world, John, yeah. would last even longer. It, what, in, my, in, what, in what other world? In the world of me speeding past you. If I could still have access to listening to it. Is this because you're... you're Time dilates. The, the faster you if, move... If you're, in a, if you're in a plane, yeah. your watch moves slightly faster than if you're on the ground. Slightly slower. That's what I said. You, that's what you said. It's, so, it's, 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 it's sort of the opposite of what I said, but that's what yeah. I meant, which is the same thing. Graham, use your editing skills here. We can make this right. Well, I don't think we can because neither of us know what we're talking about. So what I'm saying is, if you if you have a particularly lengthy seventies disco twelve inch on your hands, yeah, and you happen to be going at a rapid rate of knots, it'll sound even lo- it'll take even longer to finish. What if you're doing dream? Things can only get better with Professor Brian Cox well, on then keyboards. Uh, well, that, well, well, Would well, he be able to explain that better? 
he would, but it would be an ironically named song if you're going at high speed and that song took longer to finish than usual. That's actually a, a, that's a nice finish on on, on that, that that thing. Strong just finish, did. I thought. Strong yeah. finish. Unlike my comment. <laughs> I, I thought that tailed off really badly. Well, I had to be there to catch it, but that's yeah, okay. No. I'm there if you fall, would, John. Would you be there for me, Joe? Every time. That's so untrue. You're like my uh, you're like my hammock of love. Yeah, sturdy, and I swing a little, and uh, <laughs> tied to a couple of trees. Always. Yeah. Um, I think we've exhausted time. I think time's straight and true arrow has bur- buried itself and burrowed itself. I think time in the backside. Time like Hello. love <laughs> makes, makes fools of us all. Um, hi, we've been uh, stalemates. We have. And we're going to leave you in the capable larynx of Miss Sandy Denny. Time, obviously, has destroyed her. But not this record, which is timeless. It's who knows where the time goes. Good night. Sleep well.